dolls, we're going to be using them uh, from time to time. You're never just going to know when you might come to church and see paper dolls. But uh, the Holy Spirit just did not lead me that way at all tonight. He had something else that he wants to put into the body. And so we'll just be led by the Spirit, okay? And if you would turn tonight to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at verse 3 and 4. And just flowing with the Spirit. You know, uh, this morning when I was meditating, well, I was going to use that song, I've Got It, as an example. Now, whether that'll play out, I don't know. But anyway, we're on track tonight, aren't we? We're flowing with the Spirit. Hallelujah. And then some of the things Pastor said flow uh, about the ministry of helps and excellence, flow right in with what God gave me tonight. And, of course, we never do consult. I know He never knows what I'm going to preach on, and I never know what He's going to preach on, or it's rare. If it's, Every once in a while, I'll ask Him on Saturday night, what are you preaching on tomorrow? But that's rare, and, sometimes, and usually I get something vague, a vague answer, you know. Uh, but we, I, it's kind of a joke with us because we used to have a pastor uh, many years ago when we were in the Assembly of God Church, and if anybody ever asked him what he was going to preach on, he'd say, the Jews, I don't guess none of them will be there. Uh, I don't know why, but that was just always his answer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. Um, <clears throat> hallelujah. Glory to God. He says, uh, Now therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And uh, then uh, looking over in Joel chapter 2, over in the Old Testament, in the books that stick together, the, the old books, Looking at Hosea, Joel, Amos, all of those. If you find Hosea or Amos, you're close. And if you don't get there quick, you're going to be too late. Joel 2, verse 11. And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? And then dropping down to verse 25, says, And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And then back to 1 Timothy. We're kind of skipping around, but I'm, we're going to make a point. <laughs> going to make a point tonight. Hallelujah for that. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Timothy. We were in 2 Timothy a while ago, but now 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 which says, uh, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that by them thou mightest war a good warfare. And then over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Read all, we'll just read all our scriptures first and then refer back to them. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18. It says, uh, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. Let me read that to you again. But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And then Acts chapter 17, verse 26. I'm actually going to read that to you from the Amplified Bible. Acts 17, verse 26. You can just listen if you want to. And he, and he made from one common origin, one source, one blood... All nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time and the fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, lands, and abodes. 
That is really good and amplified. Let me read that to you again. And he made from one common origin, one source, one blood, one common origin. We all came from Adam, okay? All nations of men, every nation, every race, every nation, all nations of men to settle on the face of the earth, having definitely determined their allotted periods of time, the age in which you would be born, and the fixed boundaries of their habitation, their settlements, lands, and abodes. So, you know, that last scripture uh, to point out to you uh, that you're not accidentally in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Amen. You're not accidentally in the United States of America. You're not even accidentally the race that you are. And you're not accidentally uh, in the 2002 at the age that you are. It was all well planned. Amen. You know, um, if we only knew how well planned everything is that God has. Family, this is all very planned and orchestrated. Amen. And uh, God has a definite plan for us, doesn't he? But tonight, what the Holy Spirit wants me to talk to us about, or talk, yeah, talk to y'all about, and I've already talked to myself about it, <laughs> okay, is about us being an army. And I wanted to point out that in, uh, to, from Timothy, talked about being a good soldier. Amen. And then in Joel, talked about the army of the Lord. And uh, in uh, uh, 1 Timothy there, talked about... Uh, 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 War in a warfare. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, I don't think that the body of Christ sees themselves as the army that we ought to see ourselves as. You know, in fact, it, there's really been more emphasis put on the fact that we're a family. You hear about the family of God, don't you? I know even when I'm talking to you, when I preach, I say family. I never say army. Now, army. I say, now, family. You know, don't I? I've never said, now army, now soldiers. I've never said, now soldiers. I've just never said that. We're more conscious of the fact we're a family. But I looked it up. And did you know the word family in, is only mentioned one time in the New Testament? And I'm like, why all this emphasis that we are a family? And certainly we are. And the one time that it's mentioned is uh, Ephesians chapter 3. And it talks about... Uh, it's talking about God of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Amen. So the, the point of that we're a family is we all have one father. Amen. And we're a family because we all have one father. Hallelujah. God's our father. We've been born again into the family of God. Pastor Buzzy says we've been refathered. The devil was our father. The devil was our father, and we got born again, and now we've been refathered, and we all have the same father, and we are a family. But you know, there's more emphasis put in the Word of God on the army that we are called to be. Now, there's been some imbalance in the body, and uh, I'm not trying to, I want to really teach you balance tonight, because I think when we say army, and I don't want to carry the analogy of being an army too far, and you to get this men mental picture of you in fatigues and and, you know, there's been people in the body of Christ that's carried that so far that they begin to get into this extreme warfare and, and uh, uh, put on fatigues and, and uh, go up into 747s. And, uh, you know, uh, that you had to go up above the, into the heavenlies and to where the principalities and powers were. And you had to defeat them there in order to have victory. The only thing is, Jesus had victory and he didn't have a 747. And Paul had victory, and he didn't have a skyscraper. 
Hallelujah. And so uh, I don't think we need that in order to have victory. And, you know, we have to make sure when we talk about warfare that we understand the fight that we're in. The Bible says that we own the only fight it ever mentions us fighting is the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. It talks about uh, for us to... Uh, and when it talks about the warfare we're in, it talks about the warfare we're in is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. You do have a war every day to cast down imaginations. The devil's bombarding our minds with uh, negative thoughts. Praise God for the good worship tonight because you know what happened? It got our faith stirred up. Hallelujah. You may have come in a little whatever, but you got I, if you participated at all, you got faith stirred up in you. You know, Paul told Timothy, stir up, stir it up. You got to stir it up. Amen. And he so um, uh, so we got to be balanced in our uh, attitude concerning warfare and so forth. And uh, <clears throat> but one thing we have to see ourselves as is God's army. And he, he calls us soldiers. And, and, and God began to show me some things about being the, the army of God. <laughs> um, you know, in the army or the uh, Air Force or the Marines or our armed forces, we could say, there are what they call, they don't just say, okay, now all of y'all go over or some of y'all or, or whatever go over to Bosnia and, and take care of this little matter. That's not how they do it. They have groups, don't they? They have taken the men that have volunteered and those that they've drafted. We don't draft anymore, do we? So it's all volunteer now. Okay, so they've taken those volunteers and they, they divide them into groups. And they're, and they're divided into groups according to uh, ability and, and uh, the... I guess really according to their to their talents. I don't know exactly. You know, I know that there's people that can ha could handle the Air Force that just couldn't handle the Marines, right? Don't you imagine that's right? And even within the Air Force and within the Marines, I mean, I don't know a lot about this, you can tell, but I've seen enough of the History Channel and, and all that, to, or whatever, you know, Discovery Channel or whatever. I've seen enough of those documentaries to know that... Uh, that even within those uh, the army, there's specialized groups, and some of them there's more of a demand put on than others. You know, do y'all know what I mean? Some of them have to be more trained, and they're more there's more of a they have a specialized job to do. Is is that would that be correct? And some of them are more just kind of general, just general, just 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 kind of a general. And uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, God has strategically planned His army too. And even as we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, it says he has set the members in the body just as he would. And he's orchestrated where we would be at this time in our life. Amen. And all of this is well planned and it's for the purpose of being that army of God. And, for, and, and you know, it's not just a real generalized thing where it's just like, okay, body of Christ, every Christian in the world, go out witness, win the lost, just do godly things, just do something. <laughs> it's not really like that. No, he, he, he carefully planned it and pulled this group of people together and this family to work with this family and this pastor to be over this. Uh, uh, and, 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 and he put gifts in us ahead of time that would complement each other and would flow together and would... Um, uh, so that we could be, oh, it, it's supposed, it's really well orchestrated. 
And if every Christian in the whole world would get a hold of who they are in Christ and would get a hold of knowing what they're supposed to do, family, this thing would run like a well-oiled machine. Amen? Yeah, it can. As we have more and more understanding, it can. Hallelujah. So, so it's, a, it's, a, it's very well planned, and there's a divine assignment. And within churches, there's even divine assignments. It's not like God said, okay, every church in Tuscaloosa, basically just go out and do the same thing. Amen? He didn't, he's got a divine assignment. He's got a mission for Word of Life Church. And I've said this many times, and I believe it with all my heart, if God could have done it in Tuscaloosa, Alabama without Word of Life Church, you know, there was plenty of churches here. The last thing it looked like he needed was another church in this town. That was the, I mean, that was the last thing needed in Tuscaloosa County. Honey, they needed a Home Depot more than they needed a church. They did. Hallelujah. We need a TGI Fridays more than we need another church. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, if you're just looking at it in the natural. Amen? Because wouldn't you say there's plenty of them? Amen. But it could, God had a purpose. He had a reason for five years ago birthing this church and um, causing it to be. Amen? And He has a divine assignment on this church. And you are here, you are put here for purpose, and you are put here strategically. Now, you volunteered for God's army. You didn't have to get saved. It is not mandatory, and God never makes people get saved. Amen? You volunteered for His army. Amen? But when you volunteer, see, it's like that in the real army. They can say, I, I really don't want to go to Bosnia because, you know, I just volunteered. So you can't make me. No, once you volunteer, you don't have any choice. You have a commander, and he tells you what to do, doesn't he? He tells you when to report. He tells you, and when you don't, when you do not show up, when you do not, um, uh, when you disassociate yourself from the, what is it called, the little groups they put you in? I mean, divisions, okay. I couldn't think of that word today. I was like, battalions. I was trying to think of what it was. Is that the only word? Divisions are the big groups. There's other little groups, okay. But when you don't show up in your division, your company, hey, that's good. Hallelujah. Because we're a company of faith, aren't we? Hallelujah. When you don't show up, they have a word for it. They call it A-W-O-L. No, there, you're, there's an assigned job for you to do. And you've been strategically planted. And your gift is purposed to flow with my gift. And your gift by itself may not be all that charming. But when it's mixed with two or three others... You know, it's like, um, what do they call that, where uh, the whole is greater than the sum of one. Uh, you know, there's a synergy. Yeah, there's something that happens when you put your gift with my gift. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. That happens all the time around here. You know, I can come out here and pray by myself, and I have a success. But I tell you, when you put my gift and Karen gifts, Karen's gift together, man, fireworks go off in this place. Hallelujah. That's the truth. That's the truth. And many of you just the same way. Uh, uh, it's just a, something happens when you, when you put that gift with somebody else's gift. And so it's all planned. It's all been orchestrated. But when, we're not, or when we either uh, disassociate ourselves or just, you know, take a little 
backslid sabbatical or whatever, not even a, you know, where you just kind of, you know, you're absent without leave in God's eyes. Amen? And if you just never, you know, then there's also a word called deserters. God gave me that word this week, that we don't ever want to be deserters. We want to be where God wants us to be. That's where the blessing is at. You know, um, was it Elijah or Elisha? Y'all correct me. I think it's Elijah, but correct me. It's one of them anyway. Hallelujah. One of those big guys. You know, <laughs> you know he, the Lord told him to go by the, the brook. And as long as he stayed by that brook and did what God told him to do, there was manna, there was food. But then it was time to, for him to do something else, and the brook dried up. There's a lot of Christians staying by an old dried up brook because they're absent without leave. They're not, they didn't move and do what God's called them to do. They thought their life was their own. We sing a song that says, I know my life is not my own. See, when you said, Jesus come into my heart and be the Lord of my life, it was free. Salvation was a free gift, but then there was a cost right after that. There is a cost. We, we have to follow Him. We have to follow Him. Amen? And He has this wonderful plan, and it's called desire. It's called, he, he's got this wonderful plan. In Philippians, it talks about it. How it says that He creates in you both the will and the desire to do His good pleasure and delight. He doesn't say, Jonathan, go to Africa. He didn't ever say that. First, he, you know what he does? He creates in Jonathan both the will and the desire to go. That's how he works. Amen? That's how it works. Hallelujah. So, uh, so it's not hard to do the will of God. It's not like, oh God, I've got to go. I hate this. I don't want to do this. No, it's a blessing. And that's where, your bless, that's where your provision is. That's where your prosperity is. There's a lot of Christians trying to prosper, and they're not prospering because they don't, won't go be by the brook that God says is where your provision is at. When you get by your right brook, you have provision. Amen? When, you, when God says go to town and there's a little widow that's going to supply for you there, I guarantee you, if you go to the, uh, a different town or you go to a different uh, little place... There's not going to be the supply. Because with, within the plan, within the assignment, is the provision. Within your assignment, within your, and you know, is, is your provision. Amen? We get too caught up in men's ways. Amen? We weren't put on this earth to please men. We are God's army. And if you'll do what He tells you to do, He will supply for you. When it doesn't look like there ought to be any way to supply. Amen? If you'll do what He tells you to do and be where He says you to be. See, we're on mission. We're doing His work. And, it does, and we're working for Him. I work for Him. Amen? And I'm not here to please men. I'm not, we're not here to build a church. That is not, God didn't tell us to build a church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen? I'm not here to build a church. You know, it took me a long time to figure this out. It took me a lot of years. For a lot of years, I was trying to build God's church. But I'm not trying to build God's church anymore. I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to live in hourly obedience. Just do what He wants me to do today. Tomorrow, do what He wants me to do. Get my assignment. 
and do his will. God sent, God called, God's called, got a call on our life. He's got a mission for us to accomplish in Tuscaloosa County. And he has brought us together. He's brought these from Birmingham and he's brought them from New Mexico ultimately and then to Texas and he took a little, had to take some steps. Well, I don't know where he brought them from. He brought those back there from Coleman. He brought, uh, he brought y'all from Birmingham. He brought y'all from Troy or somewhere somewhere down in that part of the world. Uh, he brought these people from Texas and Oklahoma and Iowa and all those places. Um, he brought Pamela from Bluntsville or somewhere over in the woods over there. And <laughs> hello, he brought John from Oklahoma. He brought, uh, he brought Brother Carlton. He, you've been everywhere. He brought him from everywhere. Hallelujah. Miss Rona was here. He brought him here to find Miss Rona. Hallelujah. And he brought the Nodines from Oklahoma. And he brought these folks from Montgomery. Hallelujah. He brought us together. Amen. And we have an assignment together. And together our gifts are much more than they would be if you will go off and be the lone rain not ever amount. Amen. You never will. Because see my gift with your gift and your gift with this person's gift and all of these gifts working together. I, have you ever just noticed that even in the nursery, two is better than one? Amen. Two is just better than one. In children's church, two is better than one. Amen. Takes one to teach and one to thumb heads is what I always say. No, not really thumb heads, but you know, sit down, be quiet, sit in the chair, sit down. You know, it takes one person just doing that full time, just to make the ant bed quit moving. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! They don't let me go to children's church because I would have it running like a Christian school. You have to raise your hand to stand up. You know, <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you. This army stuff is not hard for me. My kids always said, you'd make a good drill sergeant. Hallelujah. This army stuff is not hard for me. It is not hard for me. I, my mother was well anointed at giving commands and, and uh, go put this up and go do that and go hang this up and clean this room. And she was good at that. I learned it from a, I had a good teacher. Amen. So this, you know, but we're placed together. Hallelujah. Glory to God. With a divine assignment and with a mission as a church. Amen. And uh, we just should just be really enjoying being an army together. Not looking for a day, oh, when it gets this or when that happens or when, you know, when this person or when the balcony's full or when. No, you know, none of that even matters. That's not, that's God. That's God's business. Amen. But it's our business to do and fulfill the assignment that's on this church. God has assigned some churches to be prayer churches. I believe that's one of our assignments. Amen? God has assigned some churches to be uh, constantly taking mission groups uh, across the seas. And uh, that's not really one of our assignments, although we love missions. We absolutely love missions. God has assigned some churches to, like Willie George has a tremendous youth and children's assignment on his church, where practically the whole church just revolves around that. God, Rhema Bible Church, the whole, you know, it, it revolves around a Bible college. Amen? You know, there's some churches that, that revolve around a, a, a music ministry and some things like that. God has an assignment in, for Word of Life Church. He has a mission. He has, a, he has something He wants us to do. Amen? Hallelujah. 
and he wants us to affect our city. We have to do what we're good at, let other churches do what they're best at. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you know what we're very, very best at at Word of Life Church? We are, this is our very best thing that we do. We don't do anything better than we do this. Can anybody guess? I can't believe you don't know. It's so obvious. We teach the Word. We teach the Word. We don't do anything better than we... And it's not just us. It's like Pastor said, the children's ministers. And everybody, you know, it's, it, there's, a, there's an anointing on this church. And, and because of you being in this church, there's either an anointing on you to help teach the Word or to help us and other people in here to help teach the Word. That's the thing that we do the very best in this church. And then we have some other assignments. One of the big assignments on our church is for children. We really do children's ministry real good. It hasn't shown up as much yet because we really don't have the facilities that we're going to have. And when we have the facilities, the children's ministry. But look, do you see how God prospered even VBS? See, it's because there's a strong anointing on us for children's ministry, on this body. And there's a strong anointing on this church for a men's ministry. There's a strong anointing on this church for ladies' ministry. Amen. We have an anointing on this church to plant other churches, to get this word out there. See, it's the word that's going to change. And you know, the, uh, to help people. We have, we have a real anointing in this church to help people. Even on, to help people by the taught word, but to help them in, uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Just a... Uh, uh, and you know, uh, that's what we, well, you know, the Lord spoke to Pastor and I, and he said, uh, he said, uh, help as many as you can, as far as you can. See, some people you can't help very far, but you can help them. And I'm talking about teaching the Word. I'm not talking about, you know, helping them with food and helping them with um, stuff like that. I'm talking about helping them with the Word. Help as many as you can, as far as you can, and then let go and don't look back. Some people just are not going to let you help them, but so Amen? But you help as many as you can, as far as you can. That's one of the assignments that God has given us in our, in, in our life, and you, and you here with us. And so that's what we do, is even angel food. When we do angel food, it's not so much because we've got a call to feed uh, people, but we have asked God for years how to go about helping people uh, in the areas where they have... People call all the time. They call the church. And some of them, it's, uh, it's their way of life. Some people actually call, and they generally, they, they had a situation come up. They're in... I found, though, that most of the time when somebody has a situation like that, their house burned down, they got a genuine need, I found most of the time that somebody else calls for them and says, you know, there's a family over here. And, you know, we try to always respond to that in the best way we can. But there's some people that are professional, um, professional church callers, you know, professional help finders, and they're just, you know, we're just on the list. We're in the phone book, you know, and they're just going down the, they're just going down the list, and they're just calling people. You know, always know those people because when you say, we don't have anything allotted for that, click, they don't even say bye, you know, they just, or, you know, it's back down to the next number, and uh, you know, hallelujah. But, you know, our heart still goes out to help people. So we prayed for years, Lord, you know, how can we most effectively help people? And, you know, you can't give people like that money. You cannot give them money. They'll go straight and spend it on drugs and cigarettes and liquor, and they will. Amen? You cannot give them money like that. 
And you, you know, we usually ask them this question, and this really, we'll usually say, um, have you asked your church for help? Well, my church don't have any money, they'll say sometimes, or this is mostly what they say. Well, you know, I just go to all different churches. And we try to say, well, now that's your problem right there. Because, man, if somebody is in our church, we really do do everything we can. And sometimes, I'll just tell you honestly, uh, you know, uh, sometimes they'll go, well, I, even people in our church have said, you know, I can't pay my light bill. And we go uh, at the church office, well, uh, we can't either. Sorry. <laughs> We're just believing God we'll get to pay ours tomorrow. And you know, if it comes between paying the church's light bill and paying yours, we're going to pay the church's because that's what the holy tithe was called to do. Amen? I mean, that's really true. Now, we're doing everything in our power to help people. We really are. But I'm just saying, there's not always... Some people have, well, man, I need $5,000. Well, yeah, so does a bunch of people in this church, you know? And so we're not trying to be... You know, we're not, we're not condemning or anything, but what, what we're really here to do is help you believe God. We can really help you believe God. But we don't always have $5,000 in the account. Right now, we don't. We could, if you had, need, had to have $5,000, well, you just couldn't get it. Amen? From Word of Life Church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, but there's this assignment. So when we have angel food, the real purpose of angel food is to get that opportunity to... Help as many people as you can, as far as you can. Get out there and get an opportunity to talk to them. Get an opportunity to encourage them in their faith. Even if it's just a small word of encouragement. Even to just cause them to know that Word of Life Church exists. Because then the Holy Spirit, when they come up a year from now and they have a need, the Holy Spirit can say, go to that church. And then, you know, because there's an answer here. There's not always a $50 bill here for you, but there's always an answer. Amen? Hallelujah. And, uh, and even, you know, Sunday, a little girl came to church and for the first time, and she said, you know, she was going down the road, already picked out a church that she was going to attend Sunday. Holy Spirit said to her, pull in here. And you know what she got? She got an answer. And she was so excited because God spoke to her in the service. Hallelujah. So we as a church, my point is, we got to do what we're best at. Amen? And not do some of the things that we're not best at and that we're really not called to do. And, you know, we're not the only church in Tuscaloosa and don't pretend to be. We, some of these people, they got to do their part. And they have a part to play. Do you all see what I mean? They have a part to play. They have an assignment. And, and our assignments won't always overlap. So we can't just look over and say, well, you know, Valley View is doing this. That'd be a good thing for us to do. No, we can't do that. Amen? We have an assignment. Hallelujah. And, you know, we can't even look over as members and say, well, you know, and I know you're not doing this, but just to say, well, you know, more people go over there. Or they have, a, they have better rooms for their children. They don't have anything to do with it. It's where are you assigned? What's the assignment on your life? Who are you called to be with? What regiment are you supposed to be in? What division are you supposed to be in? Amen? Because together, see, our rewards are going to be handed out according to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, it's so, I am so, you know, I'm so flattered. God, I am so flattered that God trusted us with Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Because I know y'all don't all realize this, that um, this is a very, very important city. This is a very important city 
in a very important state, in a very important nation. I'm going to tell you, Alabama's more important than some states. It is. In the scheme of things, in the plan of God. And Tuscaloosa is more important than some cities. And for God to call Michael and Debbie Billings to Tuscaloosa, it was because we were faithful in Seminole, Texas. We didn't just say, oh, you know, it's time for a change. No, we've been faithful over a little. And God said, I need some people. And here's the kind of people I'm going to need. Uh, and he pulled us out of Texas. And some people think, well, you know, y'all might get lonesome for Texas and go back. Not ever. Not ever in a heartbeat. We're not Texans. We're Christians. I mean, we are Christians. We are Christians. We're sold out to this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so I feel so flattered. Uh, Alabama, you say, say, I don't understand what you mean about Tuscaloosa being so important and, and Alabama being so important. Well, um, and one way God has shown it to me, and I'm just kind of sharing some things tonight. This is not your average teaching, but you're going to learn some things. But one way God showed it to me about Alabama was uh, Sister Jeannie Wilkerson, who's gone on to be with the Lord now. And, but she was a prophetess. God, uh, Pastor Brother Hagen would call her up sometimes in his meetings and have her speak a word. And I know Pastor Buzzy had her book on his table when he was here. But uh, one thing I noticed, I noted that she, one time when she was delivering a prophecy, in that prophecy she talked about the roll call of the states. And you know, in the Senate, I believe they do that at some point where they have a roll call of the states and they call out the state. And in the roll call of the states, and she talked about how God was going to have a roll call of the states. And I meditated on that for several weeks. And I remember one night just coming to church, I had this thought. Alabama is alphabetically first. It hit me and I asked y'all in church, is Alabama alphabetically first? Because I was like thinking about that so hard. And y'all said yes. And uh, I thought, it just, I've been met. I thought, you know, when God does the roll call of the states, Alabama's got to answer first. You know, it's always important what the first person says. The first person is the most important person because what the first person says will influence and dictate what the others say. Praise God, California ain't going to get the answer first. <laughs> you know, ever, ever, I hope you're not from there, but every foul thing that's ever come in the United States came right, started right there homosexuality, and I know it didn't start ultimately, and, but you know it's like it always gets its foothold there. Drugs and all those always starts in California, it seems like. Hallelujah. Well, we must pray for them, hadn't we? <laughs> Is that where y'all are from? Okay, good. <laughs> y'all are looking funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, it's a nice place to visit, but hallelujah, I'm glad that I get to be. And you know, I was reading in the, see, see, I'm meditating on this Alabama being an important state. I got something from the Christian Coalition. And I was reading it, and it said, Alabama is the most conservative state. I mean, you know, some people look like that as a negative. Oh, man, we need lottery. Oh, man, we need this. We need that. Yeah, we need all that sin, don't we? I mean, isn't that what they're hollering? Oh, we need sin. Even our governor hollers, boy, we need sin, don't we? Boy, we need sin in this state to finance the schools. We need sin. Let's get some sin to get this finance. Why don't we just legalize prostitution so that we can tax that? Why don't we? Amen? Well, I mean, we could tax it. No, sin is not the answer to our schools. More money is not the answer to better education. Oh, just, just give me a log cabin and 10 students. 
and give me some slates and some chalk. That's all I need. See, when you've got excellence inside of you, you can, take the, you can take a good teacher and give her a piece of chalk and a chalkboard and she'll teach those little dummies. But you can take a lazy no good and you can put her in a $15 million building with every piece of equipment there is and she couldn't teach them how to open a box. Now that's truth. That is truth. Or he, I'm not, I, that is truth. I guarantee you if Brookwood High School doesn't give Karen anything but one piece of chalk, those kids will know math. <laughs> Why? She's got excellence inside of her. Amen. I'm tired of everybody complaining about it. I'm tired of everybody complaining about it. Go to school and do your job and quit leaning up against the wall and sitting in the teacher's lounge and complaining about no money and teach. Amen. And if they'd pray, you can teach a kid anything if you'll pray for him. If you, you can teach the dumbest, most handicapped kid learning disability if you'll pray for him. Hallelujah. Well, that was all free. It was not in my notes. And I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. I wasn't going to be aggressive tonight. I was not going to be aggressive. I prayed, Lord, I'm not going to be aggressive. Thank you, Jesus. Whoops. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. See, we're in an army. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We are in an army and we have an assignment on our church and we have an assignment on our life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what's happening? Hey, soldiers. God's moving. God's moving on Word of Life Church. He's moving on your pastors for us to fulfill more of the assignment on this church. And a lot of things we've done for you, we're fixing to let you start returning it over to you. You have been faithful over little. Now be masters and rulers over much. Amen? Glory to God. So I want to tell you some things about being a soldier. In a, uh, and, and we'll go back to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Just point out some characteristics of soldiers. Hallelujah. I, I don't know really a lot about soldiers. I'm not into the war movies. I go, if anybody wants to watch a war movie at my house, I go to my bedroom. You know, I'm not much into that, but I had to think about this some. Second Timothy 2, 3. <clears throat> now therefore, there, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And uh, some things about good soldiers. The first thing is we talked about that is know your assignment. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, and you know, some people don't even know, I, uh, t 10 years ago even, I didn't really know to ask God and pray about these things. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, uh, I know the plans that I have for you. I think the NIV says to give you a future and a hope. God's got a plan. I've noticed, and the Lord showed me this many, many years ago, He doesn't answer questions we don't ask. If you want to know what your assignment is in life, ask. Ask. Praise God. You have an assignment. Amen? And, you know, good soldiers know their assignment. They don't go, well, you know, I think it's supposed to show up over here at, at some camp in Georgia. Uh, I think, you know, and then I think maybe they're taking us to, 
to, oh, they're taking us over there somewhere in the Middle East. I'm not sure where it's at. And, you know, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do when I get there. You know, we watch this Civil War thing. I'm really interested more in Civil War. If I'm going to watch something about armies, I like to watch Civil War. You know, I'm into this antebellum thing and all that. I like that. And, uh, and you know, there was this war, this battle in the Civil War. I think it was the first battle, and we watched this little show about it. And, uh, and the armies came together, the North and South, and, you know, nobody at that point, because it was the first of the war, was taking this thing seriously. And so all these ladies in their dresses with their parasols and these men all dressed up in their little suits came out in their carriages and their little uh, wagons to just watch. It was like a little Sunday afternoon picnic. Because it was like war had not, it was not registering, you know. And so they came out. And that's how the body of Christ is a lot of times. It's like, they don't have any idea that you're in an army, you have an assignment, you have a, there's a place you're supposed to be, there's something you're supposed to be doing, and we're all just kind of twirling our parasols and saying, oh man, you know, isn't God good? And, um, and you know, in that little documentary thing about it, 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 the battle got heated up, and before too long, those people was headed back to town fast. Because it got bloody, it got, it got serious. And you know, this is serious. This ser- is serious what God's called us to do. It's time for us to know our assignment. Uh, Romans 12, 2 says, uh, you don't have to turn there, you know it, it says, uh, but I just want to point out one thing to you. Romans 12, 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God's got a will. And you know, uh, you can't, you're not just supposed to, uh, they say, well, I think this is his will. I feel a little bit led to do this. The Bible says, prove it. The Bible says, prove it. Prove it. You say, well, I feel led to go and teach at Brookwood High School. Prove it. Prove it. I feel led to move from Texas to Alabama. Prove it. Prove it. I finally had to learn. You know, i got to get in here till I can prove it. Because for one thing, I'd be like that little people with their parasols out there. First time the devil says, boo, if you can't prove it, you'll be tucking your tail and running for town. But when you know what God said, go to move. And you know and you can prove it with the Word. You ought to be able to prove it with the Word. Not prove it with, I have an inward witness. Not prove it with, I. that's where you start is with the inward witness. And I feel led. But here's where you end. I can prove it. I can prove it. I'll show you the scripture God gave me. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, then the second thing about a good soldier is he gets in position. Hallelujah. You know, uh, you need to start moving towards getting in position. Now, you know, sometimes God gives you an assignment. He says, you're going to travel the earth and preach the word. Okay, what do I do next? You've got to start getting in position. Start moving yourself into position. Because, see, it's not always God's timing. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there's a time for everything. Amen? And uh, uh, Psalms 102 says there's a set time. There's a set time. Hallelujah. The third thing a good soldier needs to do is sharpen his skills. Amen? After you know your assignment and after you begin to move in position, and sometimes there's several steps to getting in position. Sometimes it's, okay, I'm called to preach the Word in all the earth. First thing you're supposed to do, go to the nursery. 
Second thing you're supposed to do, oh, you got promoted. You Now you can be an usher. Amen? Do that a couple of years. And you're like, what does this have to do with preaching the Word and all the earth? It has everything to do with it. Amen? It, it has everything to do with it. God gets out of the stuff that's inside of you that will defeat you on the, all the earth part. Amen? Sharpen your skills. Psalm 138.8 says God will perfect that which concerns you. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 3.10 says uh, he, need, he, he wants to perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Sharpen your skills. Sharpen your skills. Hallelujah. Get good at praise. Get good at worship. Get good at giving thanks. Pass all the tests. When the test comes your way, don't fail the test. And then struggle back up and say, Oh, okay, God, I repent. I'm sorry for getting mad, pouting up and not, not praying for two weeks and being mad at the preacher too because it didn't work out the way I wanted it to work out. You know, you failed the test when you do that. And we got to pass our test. And you know, I like what Joyce Meyer says. She says, you don't pass the test, you get to go around the mountain again. Amen? And some of us don't get to move on with the things that God has assigned us to do in His army because we're not passing our tests. Hallelujah. I failed a lot of tests and had to take them over. I wanted to pass my tests. You know, we're going to have to go through some trials. We're going to have to go through some afflictions. Amen. We're going to have to learn to come to church and put our feelings under. I'm sure glad Kevin don't get up there and say, I'm going to stand here. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Or the girls don't get up there and say, I just don't feel like it. See, see, see they're passing tests. Because they have things come against them right before church too. And they have to suck it up. Jerk yourselves up by the bootstraps. Pastor and I have to suck it up. Amen. We do. We have to suck it up. We have, to, we have to say no to symptoms. We have to come anyway. When, 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 when natural man would just fall over in bed and cry. Amen. That's passing tests. You know, the, we sang that song. This is what I was going to talk about. We sing that song. It says, I got it. I got it. Something about that Holy Ghost I can't explain. I got it in my hands. I got it in my feet. I got it in my walk. I got it in my talk. I want to tell you something. When you've got it, it shows up in your walk and it shows up in your talk. And if it's not showing up in your talk and it's not showing up in your walk, what you do and what you say, what you do, you didn't get it. And you're going to be, you're going to be stuck. You're not going to get to go to the next part of your assignment. Amen? Because God... Uh, doesn't move us like that. Uh, Daniel 5.12, we talked about this a little bit while ago, about that excellence. It said that, it, that, a, that, a, that Daniel had a spirit of excellence. See, we got to have a spirit of excellence. Pastor and I made it our rule many years ago that we, and we've messed up a few times and tried something and backed off real quick, but we try never to do anything in this church we can't do with excellence. We don't not do anything we have to do halfway. Not going to do anything that wish just overloads us and we just can't do it and we didn't have time to practice. Y'all pray for us. We don't do anything. Well, you know, I just didn't have time to prepare a sermon tonight. Listen, family, you won't come to this church when we didn't have time to prepare a sermon. We prepare a sermon. Amen. We don't do it if we can't do it in excellence. Because you've got to have a spirit of excellence about you. And, God, and that, means, that means God fine-tuning some things about how you conduct yourself at your home. Listen, you can't, you can't cast devils out of people if you can't get the dishes washed. 
That's not original. I heard Joyce Meyer say that. You can't? Well, I'm going to cast devils out of people. Well, go wash your dishes. Go make your bed. Go sweep your floor. Amen? You know, I had to learn to feed the dog every day. I let, you know, Chris, I don't could just cover your ears up. But when I was a little girl, my mom's job was to feed the dog. Bless, that dog nearly starved half the time. Well, I couldn't remember to feed the dog. I mean, when I first got married, my daddy came to my house one day, and he was mad at me, and he was ashamed of me because my house was trashed out. I don't know, something about that just straightened me up. My daddy not being pleased. My house never been trashed out since, ever. Hallelujah. So we've got to get excellence. See, that's one of the things God's working on us on, working on excellence in our cars. Hallelujah. So that you don't have somebody get in your car and there's a dirty diaper in the back. And then he works on things like not throwing your dirty diaper out in the grocery store parking lot. Not throwing your gum on the ground for us to step in. Amen? Working excellence in us. Working excellence in us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm, hallelujah. Glory. Well, it's time to go home. Guess we'll finish this next week. Guess we'll be good soldiers next week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to get promoted. I want to do God's assignment. I believe with all my heart, and I'm going to tell you, with all my heart, that these people, that you in this room are called, anointed, assigned to this church. Amen? And that we have a job to do. And it is not insignificant in Tuscaloosa County. It is not insignificant. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God told us, now, this is just part of our assignment. I'm so, I gotta, I'll read this little part to you. I'm, we're closing. We'll go home. Uh, through the prophet of God, he told us, I already kind of knew this, but boy, this was good. Um, he said, he'd already said several times to plant your feet, don't be moved. He said, dear God, I heard him say it, plant your feet, don't be moved. Now, this is not just for us. This is y'all too. If you're called here. Oh, I see now. Listen to this. For I cause you now to move the stranglehold of demonic force, and I position you strategically to do so for that town. The stranglehold of... And he, I, I like this part. He didn't say, Michael and Debbie, I've called you to do it. Go do it. He didn't say that. I'm so glad. He said, I'll cause you to do it. I don't even have to think about it. He's going to cause us to do it. He's causing us in this church to do it. As we just obey Him on an hourly, uh, I like that, the power of hourly obedience. As you obey Him, as you obey Him hourly, as you get up every day and do what you're supposed to do that day, He will cause you to do the things that you are supposed to do in order to even get ready. Amen? Amen. To be ready. To be ready. You know, Walter, he's been working. You know, you think, oh, this can't be God. He's been working some things out in you. Amen? He's been working some stuff in you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Hallelujah. Kevin, God's doing something. It, and you know, I, I began to see myself all together differently. God called me to this town. I'm here by divine assignment. I don't work for you. I don't work for you. I don't work for this church. Pastor doesn't work for you. We don't work. We work for God. We do what He calls us to do. 
All the supply, all of that is up to him. Don't minister for reaction or results. Minister for obedience. Just be obedient. I'm not looking for results. I'm not looking for reaction. Now, I'm having to, had to get used to that. You know, and you have to get used to that. You, you need to get used to that. Well, you know, I think it ought to be this, and I think it ought to be that. Quit looking for results and reaction, and let's start being obedient. Amen? Because you've got to think about Jeremiah, 18 years, not one convert. Do you all think Jeremiah was in the will of God and did what God called him to do? 18 years, not one convert. Noah, 100 years, not one convert except his six family members. 100 years, of, the Bible says he was a preacher of righteousness. 100 years, not one convert. Was he in the will of God? Tell me. Amen. Uh, uh, Kim Clout told us about a missionary that went to the tribe that he's of, and I can't remember the tribe because it's obscure. And the missionary went to that tribe and for 13 years did not have a convert. And his mother, oh no, his grandmother, Kim Clout's grandmother was the first convert. After 13 years of ministering to this tribe. Hallelujah. I was thinking about that preacher. Uh, I don't know who he was, but uh, Francis and Charles Hunter. How many of you heard of the Hunters? The Happy Hunters. Well, anyway, uh, they, she was 50-something years old before she got saved. 56 years old when she got saved. And a, past, a pastor in her town, she was heathen to the max, visited her every Saturday morning in her place of business for 10 years before she got saved. How many of you believe he was in the will of God? Amen. Hallelujah. Don't minister for results and don't minister for reaction. Hallelujah. We're here on assignment. Hallelujah. We're doing what God called us to do. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand up together. Say this. I am... A good, soldier. a good soldier. Praise God. You are in God's army. Remember that little song we sing? I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may not. Whatever. March in the cavalry. Shoot the artillery. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, some of you are looking at it like, <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you never know what's going to happen in church. Amen. Glory to God. Well, y'all are a blessing.